and welcome to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and we're going to be discussing some of the hottest, controversial, and in many cases considered taboo topics. We cover every issue you've ever considered, and several you haven't even thought of, from the unique perspective of a conservative atheist. Enjoy! And welcome back to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about transgender and transitioning children at such a young age that anybody with a, in their right mind would know that a small child can't consent, doesn't know exactly what they want. Uh, as Bill Maher said, when I was a small child, uh, I wanted to be a pirate. My parents didn't rush me to the doctor and, and have my legs sawed off and, and it gave me a peg leg and, a, and poked out one of my eyes and slapped a parrot on my shoulder. Because little kids, they don't know what they want. They're small children. As an adult, you're supposed to make those decisions for them. Uh, I'm against transitioning, period, at any age. I don't, I don't care what the age is. But at least if you're going to do that, if you're going to do something crazy, okay, do it. If you're an adult, that's up to you. The, the, the bottom line is up to you. But as a child, as someone that's underage, it, it, those kind of decisions should never be put in their hands. Now, today I'm joined by one of my, my, my new co-hosts, um, uh, and uh, her name is Andrea. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Hello. How's it going? So Andrea and I have had, conversa- had a little conversation before this. Andrea, can you tell me what your take is? on this whole transitioning children? Ooh, um, honestly, it's uh, absolutely insane. Um, and, and do you mind if I, if we talk about where you're originally from? Oh, where I'm originally from. Okay, yeah. so... <laughs> you don't have to. Oh, no, that's totally fine. Um, I'm actually from Canada. Right. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, the transgender thing in Canada is pretty big at this point. You know, there's the liberal government there is all for it and and so uh yeah but i'm from canada and then i live in the states so i kind of see what's going on here and i see what's going on there um and it's very similar in that sense yeah 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 i I know that there was i know quite some time ago i I listened to i I follow the rebel news i don't know if you're familiar with them um and uh, there's a guy named something menzies or something and he was following this man that would go around to different uh oh asian or oriental however you want to put it he would go around to different um spas and demand even though he still had male genitalia he would demand that they gave him a brazilian wax oh no way and and take them to court over not giving him a brazilian wax Oh, that's crazy. And he was winning. Oh, no. <clears throat> he was winning. I, I, I just don't see, you know, that's that's absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And like, yeah, remember we talked about that story about like, you know, um, where was it? It was in the States somewhere. And they, the one child identified as a cat. And so they put litter boxes in the bathroom. And it was like, 
you give your child, you know, you allow them to identify as whatever they want. And then, you know, they cater to that, you know, desire. And it's like absolutely insane because you're not a cat and you never will be a cat. No. You know, the the thing is to me is people say, well, you're comparing apples and oranges because there's a big difference in comparing and saying you're a different gender than a gender, different uh, species. No. If you're not something, you're not something. There's no degrees of not being something. Right. If you're a man, you're not a woman. If you're a human being, you're not a cat. There's yeah. there's no, okay, you're more not one thing than not another. It's, it's If you're not something, you're just not something, period. Right. No, exactly. So the the idea that we're going to start catering, we what we've done is, and, and uh, I, I you just do you I'm, i think you said you listen to jordan peterson so. of course yeah so I, I, i'll use his analogy you know or i'll use his example he said that the problem with western civilization is if we went to an objectivist system an objectivist society to where there's an objective reality everybody can have their own opinions but there's an objective reality right to a subjectivist or postmodernist system where everybody gets their own reality right and that's not sustainable. That no. that's chaos. That's chaos. So I've had uh, I had a, a, a woman by the name of Julie Jaman, and she was a she was an eighty year old woman that went into uh, a YMCA, which is supposed to be a Christian organization. Right. And she went into a YMCA, and in Washington, I'm I'm trying to think of the name of the of the town that she lives in. I I, I can't recall, but. I interviewed her and a couple of other people that were involved in that situation. She was banned from YMCA for life because she's in the changing room and she's naked. And all of a sudden she hears a male's voice in another part of the changing room with little girls and they're getting naked. And and the job of the man is to watch them and and watch after them while they, while they changed out of their bathing suits and get naked. I think I heard about that story and I was like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, so you're going to ban a, 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 an old, an elderly woman from the YMCA yeah. for complaining that there was a man in the woman's locker room or change room. Like that doesn't even, that is, there, it, that's the thing it is it's so insane at this point that there's no logic and it doesn't make sense. No. No, it makes no sense. So she confronted him and said, hey, I, you know, you shouldn't be in here. You're a man. And he went and complained. Apparently he was working for the YMCA. And, uh, you know, they, they banned her. They banned her. And then, and then um, you know, there was different people that, you know, in the community that had an or- a rally to, to uh, defend her. And Antifa and all the crazy leftists showed up. And started throwing rocks and bottles and screaming and pushing the old women around and attacking people. And, and the police stood around with their thumbs up their asses. Yeah. And some of the women came over and said, hey, you know, these guys are attacking us. We, we, we have a permit that says we can be here to, for, the, for the rally. And uh, the one police officer said that, uh, oh, well, you know, uh, if you don't feel safe, you don't have to be here. <laughs> that's just nuts right like it doesn't there's no logic it doesn't make sense anymore yeah. um yeah that's so wrong uh i'll have to i wonder if anything came from that story like if she was ever allowed back or if no they re you know reinstated her no nope. membership no hey yeah and, and uh i uh i i talked to the he wouldn't come on air and 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 in the state of washington you have to have two-party consent for to record 
So I didn't record the conversation, but I, I talked to the chief of police in that town. Um, and, you know, he, he said, hey, you know, we did, we did our job. No, they didn't. I watched, yeah. I watched the video. You can get the, the access to the body cams. They didn't do anything. They stood around and did nothing. In fact, the one Antifa guy was coming up to talk to one of the cops, and the cop put his hand over his camera and said, hey, I've got my, my recorder on. Hmm. That's suspicious as hell. Why would he say that? Yeah, no, that's just that's crazy. yeah. Watch what you say. I've got my recorder on. I mean, what, yeah, that, that that doesn't sound right. And I think that even happened in Canada. Um, remember, Billboard Chris was in. I'm not sure where he was. I think he was in like Vancouver or something. And he was mm -hmm. at he was um he was at a rally or and and he was being pushed around. I think he got like hit by an activist or something. And the cops yeah. literally stood there. And did nothing. And these people are supposed to be like, you know, we look to them for protection and, and justice and they're supposed to intervene and they just like don't. Well, the one female cop that showed up, she was laughing. Right. Yeah. She was smiling and laughing the whole time. And then after watching him get attacked, she said, well, she thought it was a mutual combat that he started it. Oh, and, uh, right. Of course. And you watch the entire video. He didn't yeah. do anything. No, he was he just standing there. So as I told you before, I, I was I was scheduled to um, I was a little bit worried. I was I was worried that it was it was going to happen with you. But uh, I was scheduled to do an interview with uh, Billboard Chris and on Friday. And we tried three or four times. And for some reason, he just could not hear me. Yeah. Um, so I don't you know, I haven't had any problem with that with anybody else. I checked. I, I tested it with other people I know. And now you and I are on the air. And so I, I don't know. I don't know if it was a glitch in the, in, the, in the app. I don't know if it was something on his end. It couldn't have been on my end because it's working with everybody else. So right. I, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that, you know, he said we'd get together this week. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, it's Monday. I didn't want to, I want to call him right on Monday, right after he got done with whatever he was doing this weekend. So right. I figured I'd give him like, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday, call him and see if he was still interested in doing an interview. I, I think he will, but I don't know. No, that'll be a good one. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really look forward to it. I've been watching a lot of his stuff on Twitter. Um, a lot of the interactions that he's having with uh, with with these leftists, and you can't even really get the leftists to have a serious conversation. No, they're not. A, they don't want to debate. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's not. They don't even try to have a serious conversation. They're mm -hmm. they're antagonistic. Uh, they play games, and uh, you know their way of dealing with you since they can't really give you an answer is just to. Um, is just to play games right. and not, not give you a straight answer. So it's sad. It's sad that, you know, that the supposedly the left is the, 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 uh, the side and the party of, of compassion and the side that cares about women and children. Yet they're the ones that are sacrificing the children. Right. And uh, you know, it, it was bad enough when they were taking uh, these children to drag stream, you know, had what would drag queen story hour, and then uh, there's videos of them taking them to uh, oh, uh, drag strip clubs where the where these guys dressed up like women, half naked, uh, twerking in front of the kids' faces, and then having the having the kids perform on stage for for money. That's right. gotta be illegal. It's gotta be. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Um, I, I don't exactly know like what's going through parents' brains when they're like, "Let's do this." You know, everybody wants to be inclusive, and and you know the liberals they're they want to be accepting of everyone and they want to be progressive and so like taking your kids taking your toddlers to a 
story hour where there's drag or you know people dancing around provocatively whatever it's I don't know where in their brain that they thought that was like a good idea or that that was like a something that you should expose your children to it doesn't it doesn't make any sense yeah and, and that was bad enough that was bad enough that was horrible but now they've decided that you know they can start transitioning kids as early as three Oh, I, I've seen those TikTok videos where it's like my two-year-old has decided mm-hmm. they're transgender and it's like, what did they do? They picked up a Barbie instead of um, right. a car and, and then they start, you know, brainwashing their children in a sense, like, you know, asking them like, are you a boy? Are you a girl? And, you know, if they yeah. say, I'm a girl, then all of a sudden they're a girl, even though they're they're not, right? Like, uh, kids cannot decide what they want to eat for dinner so how could they possibly decide what gender they are at two they can barely speak it's very limited speech how are, how are they going to grasp those type of concepts no they can't no there's no and, and it, you know it, it's just ridiculous it's, to bring something like that up something so complicated and put that in a child's mind they're just not letting children be children yeah, and you have like these. Um, it, it starts, and that's the thing is, it starts when they are kids, like babies, children, toddlers. Like they're so impressionable, they pick up so many things. They're learning so many things about the world, themselves, the environments, and so they're gonna pick up these things and they're gonna believe things that their parents tell them. So, if you know a, a mother tells their three-year-old child that they're a girl or that, you know, that they think they are a girl, they're probably going to eventually believe that themselves. And, you know, I mean, I'd like to think I wouldn't, but as a little kid, who knows? Right. It's, it's, it's a very different world from when I was a kid. Like it's not the same. Like I, as an adolescent was like a tomboy. Like I wore baggy clothes and I skateboarded and I had short hair and never did my parents ever be like, well, maybe you're a boy or like, (laughs) it was just like, they left me alone. And that's the thing now is if there are studies to show that if you just leave a child, like if you just leave them alone, leave them the way they are, you don't pursue transitioning or hormones or, uh, you know, what do they call it? Uh, puberty blockers, all that stuff. Right. If you just leave them alone, more often than not, they will just accept themselves the way they are. Maybe a, a boy will end up being a gay man. Yeah, that you know happens. I mean? But they want to push all these gender gender affirming care, or like you know, as soon as a kid says, "I'm you know a girl or a boy," you know, they start pushing puberty blockers, and and so it's it, it's. It's crazy because it's if you just leave them alone, it, I think it will sort itself out, right? Well, it, 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 what it does is the main drug that they use that I'm familiar with is Lupron. And yes. Lupron stops puberty. It, it eliminates your sex drive. It eliminates your sex drive. You don't have one anymore. So it, it, they used to use it for rapists and child molesters. Right. Isn't it um, chemical castration? Chemical castration. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And it's also used for cancer patients. Okay. So, you know, it, it, it's, it, it eliminates your sex drive. It, it, you know, it, it makes you to where you're basically, you're non, you're not, you're literally non sexually functioning. You just don't right. care. 
And the, you know, to do that to a small child before they even know what's going on, even if, even if they're in their teens, they don't know what the hell's going on. Well, you can't make decisions for somebody that's going to last until they're my age or older. Right. I mean, you're ruining that person's life. That person's never going to have a real sex life. That person's never going to be able to have children. You're, you're destroying that ki- that person's future. Yeah. And how they're going to have a family. Well, and they can't. And that's kind of where I see a lot of it going is like, you know, they. I think the primary and the end goal is to destroy the nuclear family, to destroy the dynamic of a mother father family structure and so giving child purity blockers that are potentially going to destroy their ability to procreate and have children is one way to do it and they don't tell you right like they you know they say like these are all reversible like if you stop taking um the it's not it's not reversible like this is permanent damage to a child's body, right? Yeah, it it it's, it weakens the the Lupron weakens the bones. Oh, does it? Yeah, it weakens the bones, and so that's not reversible. No, no. Especially at a young age when you're growing, that's when you're growing. Yeah. And so it's it's destroying it's destroying it's destroying our future, it's destroying children's lives. And people are doing it because it's trendy. They call it a social contagion, which is just a fancy way of saying trendy or, or uh, you know, it's, it's just a fad. Yeah. But it's a fad that's going to have repercussions for decades, maybe yeah, no, a generation definitely. or two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, even if you just go online, like, you, you can look up, you know, these different um, medications and stuff. Like, even the Mayo Clinic says, like, that it pauses puberty it gives your child time to determine their you know gender identity and stuff but they don't tell you that you know it's a permanent alteration like once you start those and let's say you're on them for a while like it's so hard to go back or even reverse any of the damage that you've done because of those puberty blockers well you can change your mind and you can stop taking those 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 uh those medications and doing the things that they're having you do, mm-hmm. but it doesn't completely reverse it. No. Who's the girl you were telling me about that, that uh, I saw a picture of her. I can't remember. Her name. Uh, Chloe Cole. Chloe Cole. She looks like a guy with, with, I mean, I'm sorry to say this, Chloe, and, and I, I don't want you to be offended. I don't, hopefully you won't be, but it, it kind of looks like a guy with a, with, with, with the ponytails. Yeah. Yeah. I, her transitioning started very early on and, um, once she had realized, you know, after her double mastectomy that, oh, no, like, this is not what I am or who I want to be, yeah. you know, and, and if you ever talk to her, she'll tell you, like, it those puberty blockers and, and everything that she went to has permanently, like, forever changed her life. Like, she cannot go back to being what she was before. Right. So they've made a decision for her that can never be reversed. Right. It's going to last her the rest of her life. Yeah. And the argument is, you know, that you, you go... As soon as your child says, you know, I'm a, I'm transgender and you take them to, you know, a hospital or your doctor, you know, they start pushing all these, um, you know, gender affirming care or uh, puberty blockers. And they tell you, you know, do you want a dead child or a trans child? And so, you know, that's how they, that's how they really push like the guilt on parents and say like, you know, if you don't do this, then your child, you know, will die or, you know, that's that's kind of how they 
they work, right? Yeah, it puts it puts the parents in a in a no win situation, yeah. in a rock in a hard place. Mm-hmm. They feel like if they don't do it, then the, and and something happens to their child, then they're responsible for their child com- committing suicide. What they don't tell you is is the the percentage of people uh, you know committing suicide, transgender people committing suicide, doesn't really change after all this surgery and, and, and things being done, that the, the, the suicide rate doesn't change. No, it's actually higher. I think, I think I saw um, a, a statistic and it was like 80, 82% of transgender individuals have considered suicide and 40% have attempted suicide. So obviously it's not making people feel better or more whole or like they are, you know, doing the right thing for themselves because if it would if it was then i don't think that suicide rate would be so high right yeah exactly if this was the solution then why is the solution not changing the suicide rate yeah it's not because it's not the solution yeah it's simply this this you know we what we've done is is this society's went off the rails on a bunch of things um and the the way we treat our children the way we accept reality it's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. You can't ruin people's lives because then later on, I, I, I don't know if you remember the, uh, the twin study where uh, they, when they circumcise the one twin, um, they burn off most of his penis. Oh. Yeah. And so the doctor decided, hey, you know what? Just raise him as a girl. Because I, I believe that I believe being a girl and a boy is just cultural. Oh, I know this story. Yes. Yep. Yes. And they ru- both, both, both of them. One, one committed suicide. The other one died of, uh, I forget. I think cancer or something. But, um, or maybe it was suicide as well. But both of them, uh, the one that the one that was raised as a girl, commit killed himself. And okay. I think he was in his. I think he was like thirty eight or something. He killed himself because he just couldn't live with all the stuff that happened. Right. Uh, and he, this doctor, this sick doctor had them, uh, he said, yeah, well, I know for a fact that it, it changed them because, and then he had the, the kids when his, in his office simulate, they weren't actually doing it, but simulating sex on each other uh, to show them what it would be like to be a boy and a girl. It was just, it's the sickest thing. That's and disturbing. <laughs> for decades, for decades, it was considered the gold standard of psychology and that it proved that uh you know whether you're a boy or a girl is 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 environmental and you can just you can just change who you are what you are by how you're raised and it was all a lie yeah no it's it's crazy um and i i tell my kids this all the time you know because we talk about things and and i'd be like you're a boy you will not be anything more than a boy like you know if, if you ever hear otherwise, like it's, we'll talk about that later, but um, I'm not, I'm not going to be that parent that, you know, pushes that on my child. Or, you know, if, if he comes to me and says when he's 12, like, mom, I'm transgender. I'll be like, no, <laughs> maybe nope. we need to go talk to, maybe we need to go talk to somebody. Like there could be other underlying issues, right. You know, um, being a kid is, is, is difficult, especially now, you know, in, in, with high school, like high school was hard for me when I was younger. And so I can only imagine how much harder it is now just with social media and everything that's going on. Um, And so kids, I think are just looking for, they're looking for their way to belong and they're looking for 
you know, that validation and they're, they're exploring who they are and they're trying to figure out, you know, everything that's going on. And, and then, you know, these people, these groups come, you know, you have all these little LGBTQ groups in schools and, and this, and, and younger children, younger kids, like, you know, middle school, high school, they find acceptance in these groups and then they, you know, adopt their ideologies and they, you know, yeah, it's it's a way to fit in. If you're feeling like you're you're not quite fitting in, it's a way to it's a way to have a group that you can fit into. Right, and then so yeah, you find this group, you fit in, you 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 know, it's against the norm, right? Like it's like when I was a kid, it was like goth, or it was like you know punk, <laughs> right? Like it's a way to right. stand out from the norm. It's right? a way and, to rebel, yeah. and you're praised for it, and then you know you you start this journey. Maybe you don't, but eventually. You know, I think it comes to the point where, you know, you do you you transition or you don't. Um, but either way, you know, it's 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 interesting. And then what happens is you decide to transition and then you detransition. Let's say you decide to transition and then all this, you know, a couple of years later you decide, um, it's not right for me. I'm going to detransition and you spark, start speaking out against the transgender community. And you're all of a sudden attacked for that because you're yep. no longer going with the the narrative or, you know, like, how could you like they call these they call people who trans de- transition detransition. Yeah. Uh, what do they call them? They call them. Um, oh, man, what's the word? Um, I can't think of the word, but yeah, they go against these people and they say, like, you know. How how could you? You're transphobic because you're no longer transgender because you detransitioned, right? Right. So let me let me say this. So that's one thing I'm I'm so sick and tired of. I'm so sick and tired of everybody who criticizes anything being called uh, uh, having a phobia. If you if you complain about anything that has to do with 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 anything with homosexuality, if you if you complain about transgender, if you complain about um, if you complain about violence and religion like Islam, automatically you're transphobic or you're, you're Islamophobic. That's right. the craziest. Uh, who, you know what? When, who, when people criticize, and I'm an atheist. We all know that. That's in my name. But when people criticize the hell out of Christianity, both fair and unfair criticism, nobody says a word. But when they, I've never heard the term Christian Christianophobia uh, coined, I've never heard anybody oh, say yeah. that. So it's open season on the Christians, but don't dare. If, if a Muslim is chopping somebody's head off, don't dare complain because then you're Islamophobic. So I, I, and anything that they don't want you to criticize, anything that they want to try to bully you into going along with, if you disagree in the slightest, and, and it's not even that you disagree. If you just don't seem as enthusiastic as they are and you have any questions, automatically you've got some kind of phobia. And a phobia is an irrational fear. Right. Yeah. I don't have an irrational fear of, 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 uh, of children being turned into uh, a boy turned into a girl, a girl turned into a boy. I, I have concern for the child right. and for society. And the idea that anybody, it's, it's, that it's unthinkable that somebody could ask questions. Just go, just shut your mouth and go along with, 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 the, with the rest of the herd. No, I'm not doing that. Hell no. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I uh, typically go against, they go against things. I don't know. But 
but when it comes to kids like I, I you, know, you just got to leave them alone like there's no reason you know to push them into into this and there's obviously a lot of data that shows that a it's not healthy it's not safe it's not making the mental health crisis in the world the united states wherever better in fact like you know transgender the transgender teens have a you know much higher or a higher risk of mental illness depression anxiety right so these so this this fixed to transition is not fixing any problem or underlying mental health issue that these kids have. Well, I know Billboard Chris was trying to explain to these jackass college students that, uh, <clears throat> and I was in college, but I, I, I'd like to think I wasn't a jackass like this. But I know he was, hold on one second for me. Sorry, I just had to cough. So, I know he was trying to explain to these people this, but the, you know, the, the idea that, uh, you know, um, I lost my train of thought for having to cough. Damn. That was bad. Did you hate that? I, I hate that. I hate that. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. Most, most people that are, that consider themselves transgender have a comorbidity, comorbidities. In other words, they have other mental illnesses that go along with it. So <clears throat> not necessarily uh, mental illness, but maybe, uh, oh, uh, you know, they're, they're um, oh, not mentally retarded. Um, somewhere on the spectrum. Okay. You know, they, they have autism or, or um, what's the other one? Uh, not autism. It's a higher functioning autism. It's... Um, oh, Asperger's? Asperger's. So... They have various different different psychological issues uh, that are deficits that play into this. Most of them, and, and most people that have most children that have um, oh gender dysphoria, which means they're you know they don't feel comfortable in the gender they're in, they grow out of it. You know, and, and somewhere over eighty or ninety percent of them grow out of it by puberty. Hmm. But if you don't let them reach puberty, then it's too damn late. Right. And, and talking about reaching puberty, like, did you read the story? I can't remember exactly where it was. It was, it didn't happen in the United States, but, but this kid was put on, uh, what was puberty blockers very young. And then they, they attempted to do a male to female surgery, but they didn't have enough penile tissue. So they had to use, um, what is it? Um, they had to use some other tissue and it didn't go very well. And he ended up getting like a necrotizing fasciitis or something from. Yeah, he was 18. Yeah, he was 18. And, and they started hormone therapy so young yep. that, that he did not have enough tissue, you know. And so at that point, it's just it's it's mutilating children's bodies like it does. It, that's all it is. Right. Like it's and, and it's fine. Like apparently it's like, you know good to do that because you're affirming that child's gender or you know whatever but but at the end of the day it, it comes down to mutilating you know their bodies and well to create a penis for a female because i was like I, I know this is going to sound ignorant but when i was younger i mean a couple years ago when i would find out they or even younger than that because you know this stuff has been going on to a to a much much lesser degree for for you know since for decades yeah but it's never been like this. Um, 
I was like, you know, would somebody die and they get like a donor penis? I mean, how do they? <laughs> oh, it's not how do they give like a girl that, a penis yeah. that doesn't have a penis? You know, how does this happen? So apparently, they take a a big swath of skin out of the forearm, big chunk of meat out of the forearm, and that's one of the ways you can tell is that a lot of them have scars on their inner forearm. Um, and uh, but it's a non-functioning penis. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't do anything. Right. So. I just, <laughs> you're, you're ruining your life. Um, but now I, I was amazed to find out how many, how many, uh, how many mass shooters are transgender. Oh, I think it's come to light that a few of them were, or at least yeah. one of them was, was about six of them. A couple of them were like non-binary or transgender. Um, and so, yeah, I wrote about that too. And it was, yeah, this, I, this I last it, one was the only one I knew about. Yeah, there was another one. I can't remember who it was, but there was another one who was non-binary. And so it's coming to like, like, you know, maybe, maybe mental health is the issue at this point, right? Like, well, yeah, if you think you're a, if you're a guy and you think you're a girl or you think you're a a girl and you think you're a guy, that's, there, there was, there was a, uh, they say it's not social contagion. They say it's not a fad or trendy, but I was watching a video and there was a bunch of guys dressed up like girls. And they were having a get together in a park and there was an actual girl and she went up to the microphone and she said, guys, I just want to announce that I've decided I'm a guy. And then she, and then she jumped around and giggled and squealed like a girl. I was like, that doesn't make sense. So you, you decided you're a guy, but you still act like a girl. Yeah. What's, what's the part that made you decide? First of all, you decided you're a guy. I thought supposedly you you just were and there was nothing you could do about it. Right. But apparently she decided that she's made the decision that she's a guy. Yeah, it's uh, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and then there was something else that we were gonna was gonna bring up. Um, oh, you know what? It's interesting that you said that this whole thing kind of has been going on for decades and decades. And to a degree, yes, that's totally true. Like they've slowly kind of slow rolled it into societal norms yep and and, but like even thinking about like like you know the show like transformers like you know the the changing into something else (laughs) even starts from that young age right of just like supposedly fun entertainment for kids like my boys love transformers but like i think about that and i'm like does that have something to do with it like you know the idea of being able to change into something else. I don't know. You know? Yeah. That's that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, and don't get me wrong. I feel sympathy for the people that truly have a, I I consider delusional mental illness. Yeah. In desperate need of proper psychiatric care and proper psychiatric care. Isn't saying, Hey, you know what you think you you feel like a girl, you're a girl or you're, you're somewhat effeminate. You're an effeminate guy, so you're automatically a girl. No, maybe he's just a sissy. Maybe he's gay. Yeah. You know, they're, they're always talking about there's no way to, to, to be, uh, you know, there's no specific, solid, you know, set in concrete way to be a girl or a boy. Well, if that's true, then why are you deciding that somebody acts a little effeminate, that they're automatically a girl? Right. And, and I think there are some really truly transgender people in the world like i don't paint every single person like you know with the same brush there there are probably a lot of people who identify and are happy as the opposite sex like 
you know, I think it is possible, but, but I think the majority of people, you know, or like the way that they're influencing children isn't necessarily the, I would say most of those kids might not be truly transgender. Yeah. I, I, I'd say virtually none of them. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in transgender at all, to be honest. No, I gotta be honest with you. I don't, I don't believe it for anybody. Uh, but if you're an adult and you want to decide that, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. There's, there's, um, there was, I saw a guy on TV. Hold on one second for me. Go, go ahead and say what you're going to say. I'm, I just need to cough. Okay. Sorry. Are you back? <laughs> I'm back. I don't know why, but I'm, I'm all congested and raspy today. I'm, I'm raspy it's all Monday. the time. But it's Monday. It's even right? worse today. Yeah. So um, there was a guy, he was going, and they had him on the news, and he was going around. I forget what show it was on. There's so many different shows on TV. But he was going around, and he decided that he, not only decided he was a woman, but he decided he was a, a, a paraplegic woman, meaning that he wanted his legs amputated. Wow. That he did, he he thought he was born that his he didn't feel like his legs were part of his body. Uh, there's a there's an actual uh, psychological term for it, but I can't I can't recall what the term is. But yeah, he he believed that his legs didn't you know that he he belonged being a paraplegic, and even though he could walk just fine, he would he would go around in a wheelchair. And he couldn't find any. He was upset because he couldn't find any surgeons that were willing to amputate his legs. Yeah, that would be really difficult because. Typically, typically a surgeon or a doctor, you know, their their oath is to first do no harm. Right. And that's where this comes really. This is where it's really twisted, because first do no harm. Right. Like you're not intentionally doing harm to a person, but yet doctors are intentionally doing harm to children. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, the crazy thing is, is that the the medical community people are so are so easily led the medical community is is trying to force doctors into doing these things yeah and nurses or if you don't play along then then there's a good chance you're going to lose your medical license you're going to get sued um you know you're going to lose your privileges at hospitals i mean it's it's you get people are going to stop referring patients to you yeah i, I mean it's the left is truly undermining western civilization yeah and we're coming unraveled at the seams well and you have all these bills now that are being introduced and and it's nice to see you know a lot of these new bills that are basically saying like you know they're they are uh what's the word i'm looking for here they're putting age limits to gender affirming care or you know saying you know a, a child cannot consent to this blah 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 which is really good because a child cannot consent to puberty blockers. A child cannot consent to a double mastectomy. None of those things. Like you think about the development and the brain development of children. And it's like you, they are not fully able to understand and make those permanently altering life changing decisions at such young ages. So it's, it's good to see that these bills are being pushed forward and a lot of people are mad about that. Like if the left is screaming, like, you know, this is now discrimination or it's now like, you know, um, tr the transgender community is in peril of, you know. 
Well, that that's the other thing. Annoying thing is that they're constantly saying that they're putting you're putting people and in, in, in lives in danger. I'm putting people. So if you come up to me and you tell me you're a, a toaster, uh, I'm going to put you. I'm putting your life in danger by telling you you're not a toaster. Right. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the thing you were talking about when uh, you said that the uh, the the parents are told by the doctor, "Well, do you want a dead child or do you want a transgender child?" And, and that's what they do. They say, well, if you say anything that disagrees with me, if you're a, if you're a speaker, let's say you're a conservative speaker and you go and you, or, or not even a conservative speaker, just somebody that doesn't agree with their particular uh, agenda on one particular issue. And you say, you speak out, supposedly you're endangering their life and their existence just by speaking out. Right. Which is absolutely ridiculous. I saw this, uh, I saw Michael Knowles do an interview with a, with a, um, a trans activist and she uh, this was a girl and she was said she was part of the you know she was a trans ally or something whatever to, whatever that means and uh, he said well and she was saying well what if somebody takes your words and decides well the best way to do, deal with this is to, to hurt or kill um, transgender people and he said well I've talked to tens of thousands of people or more it's never happened yeah so what are you talking about? <laughs> it might happen somewhere in the future. There might be one crazy person or maybe not. And I should not speak up and, and tell the truth and, and champion children because somebody in the future somewhere sometime may or may not do something crazy that because of something I said. Right. I mean, that's, that's, it's, a, it's a convenient way to, get, to shut people up, to shut con- to criticism up. Um, and uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen uh, in the future as far as this goes, but I, 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 I agree with you. I am, I am very, um, you know, I'm very encouraged by the fact that certain state legislatures are passing laws that uh, restrict the age of, of uh, transitioning and, and uh, you know, the, the things that they go through to be transitioned. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't, you can't drink till 21. So, you know, right. what, what makes you think that a kid can choose to, you know, uh, consent to a surgery? Uh, and I guarantee you that, that these doctors are probably not telling them they're not getting informed consent. They're not being told like, what are the long-term um consequences what are the long-term you know anything that that could happen or that will you know be because of these surgeries right so right i'm pretty sure like a child's brain is not fully developed till they're 25 anyway so so to give them the 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 decision to to change their bodies or to have surgery or to go on or that they're you know a girl or a boy or whatever it just doesn't even make sense Right. <clears throat> Absolutely. That's like, that's, that's worse. I was going to say it's bad, but it's worse. It's worse than saying, okay, my, oh, my three-year-old wants a tattoo. of an right. yeah, you, you can't go get a tattoo without parental consent. till I think it's 16. I'm pretty sure like a tattoo yeah. artist won't even touch you yep. unless you have parental consent to your 16. So why would you, Yeah, you can't, you can't do it until you're 16 and you can't do it before 16 at all. Yeah. You know, at all, it'd be, and they're, they're always saying, "Well, if the parents go along, well, what if the what if the parents are alcoholics or drug addicts, and they see no problem with their five year old smoking marijuana or getting drunk?" Yeah, you know, there's limits to everything. You can't you can't just let the parent do whatever the hell they want to do, uh, to the detriment of the child. There has to be some societal standards. 
Yeah. And in, it, there's even some states that are that are going to punish or like, you know, go after parents who say that they don't want to go through with like transitioning their children or anything like that. Like, I can't remember which state it is, but there's a state that's like going through with basically demonizing the parents because they don't want to go along with the agenda. Right. Right. Well, I, there's a man in Canada that. Uh, yes, that, I, uh, I remember he, that story. Yeah, he was arrested. Um, because he was arguing that he didn't want his daughter transitioned into a, a guy and he refused to call her his son and uh, he was put in jail. Yeah, he lost. Yeah, that's right. Because the judge was like, no, you can't do that. Right. Like, yep. um, which is crazy because I mean, it's, it's the destruction of the family, right? You, you, you destroy your children or you say you don't want to. And then, you know, you, you're, called a bad person or a bad parent because you don't want to go along with it well in new york i believe it's new york um is it new york or washington state i think it's the state of new york the uh, if you if if a medical um if somebody that works in the medical field misgenders you in other words if you're a guy and they and they and you want to be a girl and they call you a guy um they can actually lose their medical license and and they can suffer serious uh, fines and penalties yeah. So I always like to think, well, that stuff, I mean, no offense to you, but that stuff, that crazy stuff is in Canada. It's in, it's in Europe. It's in other places, oh, but it's never going to come I, here. I, oh, I, it's coming here. Oh, and you know what? I think I read something the other day that was like uh pride month in Canada is going to be changed to like five months because a month apparently is not long enough. So they're changing <laughs> it to like five months of pride or like, you know, whatever. <laughs> Because the you know Trudeau's all about it, and he pushes it, and he you know loves the idea, and I think he was on like RuPaul's Drag Show, like oh. very much in that community. He'll go to Pride events, and you know be like, I'm you know so so progressive, and you know this is the way we're gonna do things. And I would say like most, I would say most people are just, I mean, I don't think that that they really think that way well it's amazing to me how violent and how angry um these uh trans and trans activists are oh yeah they're not nice they're they're kind of mean right like, yeah and they go after women they're more than happy to attack women right yeah and then you have like these people that you know women's sports is being destroyed because men are deciding that all of a sudden they're a woman and they're taking over female sports and winning all these trophies and yep. and the poor women like the, the the athletes that actually have worked so hard to get to where they are are you know pushed aside and you know oh you're you're transphobic because you don't agree with this and yeah no they're destroying everything at this point you know from women's sports and well, there was the black girl that fought in, in, in uh, what was the name of the Fallon Fox. Fallon Fox is a is a is a um, UFC or not a US. I don't, I don't know, I remember if he fought in UFC or not, but it, it's a transgender um, MMA fighter. And I got to admit, the black girl looked like a guy, too. It was very, very butch looking black girl. But she's a woman. And Fallon Fox went into the ring, and the first thing that Fallon Fox did is grab the back of her head and slam her knee into the into the girl's uh, head and, and and cracked her skull, fractured her skull. Oh yeah, I read about that. And she had like a brain brain bleed, and it was horrible, 
horrible. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ. Does anybody have any common sense? Yeah, and I, I think like the once you've started puberty and once you have started Mom? hang on a second here. Once you've started um, puberty and testosterone, like your body's already naturally produced these things to go against females who have never had testosterone. You know what I mean? Like it's completely, yeah. it's completely insane because. Well, it's unfair competition, period. No. I mean, no, it's not fair at all. Yeah, we, we have, we have male and female categories in sports for a reason. It's unfair competition to put men and women together in, in sports. It's unfair. No, yeah, it totally is. And, and you know, the women, if you look at women's sports, women have much more, more sports injuries than men do. So now you're going to put a bigger, stronger man in with a female. That's female on female. Now you're going to put a bigger, stronger man in with females. What's the, what's the, what's the, what's the repercussions going to be? Right. So you're still going to get seriously injured and hurt. Yeah, and even like this, that the uh, the whole Leah Thomas thing, you know, and and how he he couldn't dominate men swimming, so then he decided that he was a woman, and I think that's he, disgusting. A, a year after he started hormone therapy, I think it was a year, he decided he was going to compete on the women's team, and 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 by that point, like a fully developed male will be inherently much much stronger i even if you're on estrogen or you know female hormone replacement therapies you're still you still have such an advantage um you know height wise bone wise you know all of that stuff that makes a man stronger and bigger than a woman a lung capacity yes totally um so to be like i'm a woman a year later and then compete and then he dominated female swimming like he literally like took yep. it over right yep yeah he did he's he set records that nobody could no no female will ever be able to beat right and that's that's bullshit but it's that's really wrong. nice to see it's nice to see some of those the female swimmers really start to speak up now and be like but they're going after that one woman yeah they, oh, they attacked her yeah yeah i saw that on twitter physically attacked her yeah no and that's okay to them. Like that's fine. Like that's okay. That's that's acceptable behavior on on their end because you know the trans community is under attack. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They, they they're under, they're under attack because we don't accept exactly what they're doing, however they want to do it, uh, regardless of how it affects other people. And so, yeah, he, he's huge. He stands next to the other women. He's gigantic. Yeah. And and he's he's getting in the pool. And just the, the length of his body alone gives him one hell of an advantage. Yeah. And he's got, you know, greater muscle strength. He's got, he's got greater lung capacity. It, it, it's, and you're right. And the men's thing, I think he was like three, almost 400. So he went from almost 400 in the men's all the way up to number one. Yeah. I mean, come on. That, 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 that there's, I mean, Maybe he was deciding he needed to transition, or maybe he's just somebody that has absolutely no morals or ethics and decides, hey, I want to be a winner, and I don't care if I have to cheat to do it. Right. And so I've found a loophole. I'll, I'll grow my hair out and say I'm a chick, and I'll jump in the pool, and I'll beat everybody, and I'll get the medals, and I don't really care if I'm, if I'm cheating everybody else. Right. And I think the rule for – like I think the rule for 
Pennsylvania or for any for like for a male to be a, a transitioning male has to be on like hormone replacement for a certain amount of time before they'll let them compete on you know that team that they are identifying as and so right. but at that point it's too late like your body is i would say fully developed as a man right like yep yeah yeah broad shoulders big muscles uh, like i said lung capacity the, the height the whole nine yards and uh you know they they know it's wrong there's no way that anybody with two brain cells to rub together doesn't know it's wrong an ounce of common sense would tell you this I mean, yeah. why the hell do they think we have male and female divisions in the first place? Right. You know what? If anything, create a transgender division, like transgender, like, you know what I mean? Like have your own separate division of things and then leave male and female sports alone. You know how they know, you know how you know that they're, they're full of crap. I'll tell you how you know that they're full of crap. When do you see a, a uh, transgender man competing with men? Oh, yeah, no, they won't because they, yeah. When, when, when does some girl transition into a guy and join male sports? That oh, yeah, never happens. never happened, no. Because it's the whole point is to take advantage. Yeah. You know, it's, it's to take advantage. Weightlifting, I mean, who, who powerlifting records are being set who, um, that no, no female could ever beat. Right. I don't think even a, a woman who transition to a man or you know could and went on testosterone i don't even think you could be as naturally biologically as strong as a male right no because your bones are not going to be any different your, yeah. your lung capacity is not going to change that yeah, much I mean, your voice will change you'll get a super yeah. low deep voice and you might grow some <laughs> facial hair but like other than that like you'll never be as strong as a biological male and so you i don't think you'll ever see a trans well, I get this so confused. A woman transitioning to a man ever compete on men's on men's team? No. And there was a famous golfer. Man, my 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 brain has gone so blank today. It was a it was a crazy weekend. But it's so okay. yeah. So there was a woman that there was an, and I, I, part of it is I'm not into golf. I hate golf. But there was a, there was a female golfer that tried to transition into. Not transition like sexually, but tried to transition from the the female um, golf circuit to the male, and she did in the bottom three hundred, and she was the top female golfer. Because a lot, even with golf, you got to have to. There's a lot of strength in the swings. There's all sorts of things that play into it, right? And and so it just doesn't work. It just does not work. Um, and, uh, you know, for women to go and they, they, you know, they work all their lives to, to, to do this competition and to go to the Olympics. And then they miss out on things like the Olympics because some guy is standing there in a skirt and he's going to take the position. Right. I mean, whatever happened to fighting for women's rights. Right. And that's kind of like, that's, that's where it's been, you know, we've been fighting for women's rights and, you know, since women, well since women are women right like that's that whole idea and now it seems like completely backwards like now we're disregarding women's rights or you know who they are because you know we should accept this ideology right absolutely right and uh 
if you don't accept it, like you said, you're considered a bigot. You supposedly have a phobia. You can't even have a conversation about it. I have conversations about everything because I just don't give a damn. Yeah. Let, let the let the you know let the let the I, I you don't even know how many t- insults and you know names I'm called on Twitter and I don't care. Reality is reality. If you know, I'll say what I say, and if you know, if I, I'm not saying I'm always right, but I'll say what I'll say how I believe, and and let the chips fall where they may. Right. Unfortunately, it seems, it seems like you're a similar person. Uh, yeah, and unfortunately, the the logic and reality is what's missing in the world these days. Like nobody. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to just believe the truth. Like, you know, nobody wants to accept the reality for what it is. No, no, no. If it doesn't, it doesn't fit what makes them feel good. Then, then they, you know, it's all about what makes me feel good. And that's not how reality works. No, that's true. So, uh, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what the solution is going to be. Um, the only thing I can think is that we all have to stand up. We all have to fight this as much as possible. Yeah. Um, I know you, you're, you're pro-life as well as I am, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for for my entire lifetime that I'm, I mean, not my entire lifetime, but damn near. Um, what was it? 1973 when Roe versus Wade was decided. And I was born in 1970. So basically my entire lifetime, right. people said that it was un- unchangeable unchangeable it would never be changed and i went out and i protested in front of abortion clinics i did all sorts of stuff you know i wasn't one of the people that screamed and yelled like a maniac but i, I stood out there with signs like kind of like billboard chris and, yeah and i i protested and uh you know i i myself thought well maybe i'm just fighting a good you know i'm fighting a a, a no win no win battle but uh i'm gonna fight the good fight and uh, hope for the best and uh lo and behold you know, all the efforts and everything um, turned in our favor. And, and now uh, it's a state by state issue. Yeah. Which is how the Constitution was set up in the first place. Yeah. It was never supposed to be a federal mandate. It was supposed to, it, laws like that are supposed to be state by state. Yeah. It's just like when you look at things like rape or you look at things like murder um, or even kidnapping, as long as you don't go across state lines, those are all state crimes. The big crimes are not most, the, the big issues are not supposed to be st- decided by the federal government. Right. And uh, of course, what liberals what, what they, what liberals want. And so. Well, so they're all they, about the they're all about socialism and Marxism. You know what I mean? Like they they believe like, you know, everybody. Everybody should have, you know, what what do they call it? Like when everybody's like given money from the government equally. Oh, yeah. And they, yeah, like, like that's what they believe, right? But but yeah. Well, no. the, yeah. Well, if you believe in, I believe in evolution. So to me, I'm, I'm also in social, I believe in social and economic Darwinism. And that means the people that will succeed do, do succeed. And let the, let the free market decide. That's why we have three or four or five or six different cell phone companies or more right. and cable companies and internet companies and all the, all the different companies that are out there for everything we could possibly need. Uh, doing backflips and giving us the greatest deals possible uh, to get our consumer dollar. If you eliminate competition and you go with socialism or communism, you eliminate competition and you eliminate the, the, the people's incentive to give you better for more. Right. 
So none of those systems work. Those are, those are, those are great in theory, but the, the fact is, is that people need incentive. People need a drive that yeah. they need to be able to succeed. If they're going to get the same amount of money and the same privileges from sitting around on their ass as they do from, from trying hard, then a lot of people are just going to sit around on their ass. Yeah. Pretty much. They will. Yeah. I mean, why fight and why go through, you know, 12, 13 years of medical school to be a doctor if all you have to do is get the same money for doing nothing right. or for, you know, I mean, <laughs> who would do that? There's people would do it, but many people just wouldn't. Yeah. I have like at this point, zero faith in the medical community anyway. So, I, I, you know, you know, the, 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 the community that I've lost faith in is the police. Yeah. And I've, I'm, I'm very pro police, but I, I've, I've lost faith in the police. Because they do stuff like, and it's not just in Canada. I know Chris. I know um, a billboard. Chris said that that can't that uh, when he went to the United States that, that that they did a better job in protecting him and keeping people divided, uh, for, so there wasn't violence. But the police are almost weaponized against conservatives, and a lot of times in the United States, just like in Canada, where the police stood around and watched Chris be attacked. That happens here quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I see things that happen that if uh, I was, when I was in, I'll give you a good example. When I was protesting in front of a abortion clinic, these two black girls were pulling out of the parking lot and I was standing on the sidewalk, minding my own business to stand there with my, my sign, my, you know, my billboard basically. And I heard somebody say Mace's ass and I didn't even catch what they said till afterwards, but they maced me right in the face. That's crazy. As they're driving out. I tracked, I, 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 I was, I videotaped, I pulled up, you know, I pulled out, I did, it was a, wasn't a phone. It was like a, this little handheld video camera I had at the time. This was before, um, you know, phones and all that. Smartphones became real popular, but um, I, I pulled it out. I, I videotaped the car. I took pictures, still pictures of the car. Uh, I trucked it, I tracked it down because they had a sticker from uh, Sunnyside uh, Honda. I tracked down and I, and I and the the I tracked down where the car was bought from because the police wouldn't do anything, and they actually t- tracked it down to the owner. But the, the the dealership said, "Well, I don't want to give you the the information. I'll give it to the police because they didn't want me to go out and you know do something. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't going to. But so they tracked it down and the I went to see the prosecutor downtown and the prosecutor said, "Well." We're not going to do anything because it wasn't the owner driving. It was the owner is listed as a man, and we don't know who the two women were, even though there was pictures of them, even though they obviously had to be connected to the man that owned the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they just wouldn't prosecute. They said, "No, we're not doing it. That's we're not, wild. We're, we're not. We're not even going to investigate." I, I did all the all the legwork for them to track it down. And yeah. they wouldn't do anything. That's crazy. Um, yeah, it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Now you know if the rules had been reversed. I would be under the prison. Right. And that's it, the way it, it is, be, It would though. be national news. It would yeah. be national news. That's the way it is, though. It's like you you reverse the roles. Like, I think I saw a meme, and it was like, what would what would the left do if all of a sudden we started baptizing kids at school? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they would they would cry and be like, this is the worst yep. thing you're doing, you know. But it's okay if, if you know, we, we if, if teachers influence and, and have, like, pride flags and and use, you know, say like, you know, it, the, the parent 
um, doesn't have any say in like, you know, it's a safe place if I can use your pronouns at school, but you don't have to tell your parents, right? Like, that doesn't even make sense. And it's like, you know, kind of kind of crazy, but you flip it and the left is all of a sudden, you know, saying how horrible it is. But then if they do it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. If, if a coach, if a coach um, with the, with the, you know, with the, you know, the, 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 all the, all the people on the team are like, okay with it. And he has a prayer before the, the game or during halftime. That's, that's enough to, for him to lose his job, maybe get sued, lose his license to teach. Uh, but if a uh, but but if a uh, a, tra- a transgender teacher starts questioning people's people whether they're boys or girls or tells them they're not a boy or a girl, then then that's okay. Right. No, it's so, how, it's how does so that make backwards, sense? Right. It's so backwards. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, the, I agree with. Are you familiar with Stephen Molyneux? With uh, sorry, who? Stephen Molyneux. No. Oh really? Wow, you're. I'm, I'm gonna have to go look. Yeah, he's a Canadian. Uh, he was born in England, but he he's lived most of most of his life in uh, in uh, Canada. Okay. It's Mully New. It's M O L Y N E U X, I believe. All right. S T E F A N. Okay. Um. So Steph Molyneux, he he was saying that uh, that even though whether the whether whether God exists or not is irrelevant that maybe society needs that overall society, not, you know, some individuals don't, but maybe society overall as a culture and that, you know, is to keep things cohesive needs a belief in a God. Hmm. Interesting. I'm not so sure he's wrong. He's an atheist, by the way. Okay. But he might be right. I mean, I've, I've thought that myself. You know, maybe, maybe without, maybe without religion, that creates a vacuum where chaos just comes in. Mm-hmm. Seems like interesting. It. Yeah, and I think like uh, religion or Christianity or you know anything, it 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 ultimately gives you um, it, it's hope, right? It's an ultimate. Yeah. Um, and and I think as humans, we we like to be hopeful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we like. Um, to be to like look forward to something or you know right. be, and so yeah I could see how that would play a role in it yeah it gives yeah, you hope it gives you purpose it gives you a sense of community right belonging yeah. yeah but you know what religion that's another that's another topic we could get it on because that yeah. would be really interesting absolutely yeah absolutely so I think I think we've said everything we have to say about this, don't you? Oh yeah, no. I mean, we could. I mean, we could go on forever, but you know, yeah. yeah no, those are like the the biggest. The biggest yeah, we we went an hour or so, a little over an hour yeah. uh, for our first time, and I I think it went well. It went even flow, um, you know, everything went smoothly, and so I, I really really look forward to uh, us doing more podcasts in the future. Yeah, um, and uh, you're definitely interested in doing more, correct? Yeah, of course. Okay, good. Good. Excellent. Excellent. If there's any time that you can't do it or you're not available, just let me know. And I, yeah. You know, I've, I'm not a pushy person. It's not going to be a problem. Yeah. Um, so uh, this has been the conservative atheist. Don't hang up until I finish because it'll, it'll mess everything up. Okay. <laughs> um, 
so this has been the Conservative Atheist Podcast. Um, I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist. I've been joined by my one of my new co-hosts, uh, Andrea, and uh, we've discussed transgender uh, and transitioning children, and just transgender in general, and all the pitfalls that come with it, uh, the criticisms that supposedly are taboo and unspeakable. There's nothing unspeakable. There's nothing taboo in my mind. Uh, all conversations are on the table. And uh, so I appreciate everybody listening. And uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, we drop a podcast Monday through Friday. Uh, sometimes we miss a day because things happen. But we drop a podcast Monday through Friday. Uh, it means uh, Sunday night after 12.01 a.m. Uh, Sunday night going into Monday morning after 12.01 uh, Eastern Standard Time. And the last one drops Thursday night into Friday morning after 12.01 Eastern Standard Time Friday morning. And they last anywhere from an hour to two hours to three hours or more, all depending on the co-host, uh, all depending on the topic that we discuss, depending on the person that we're interviewing, uh, depending on, on many different factors. Um, and uh, we try to give the, you know, the best possible conversations from all sorts of different perspectives. Sometimes we're going to agree. Sometimes we're going to adamantly disagree. As people know that have listened to the podcast in the past, we've had some real knockdown dragouts between different co-hosts and different, uh, you know, <laughs> different uh, interviewees. But so that happens. Um, but I prefer I prefer um, honesty over agreement. And so I appreciate everybody listening. And if you enjoyed this, go to any podcast platform, Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, my home, my main home is Spotify, and uh, go to any over six. We're on over sixty podcast platforms. We're heard in over sixty countries around the world, and simply type in "conservative atheist" and look for the clown face with the American flag circled around it. That's my logo, and you'll be at the right place. Okay, folks, thanks for listening, Andrea. Thanks for participating, and we'll talk next time. Yeah, you bet for sure. Take care. All right. One last thing before I let you go. Tonight, when you're laying flat on your back, in the dark, staring up at the ceiling in your bed, I want you to repeat this mantra over and over and over again. Conservative atheist is always right. 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 Hey, conservative atheist, he's always right. And in the morning when you wake up, you're going to feel like a refreshed, renewed person. The sun is going to shine brighter. The air is going to feel crisper. The flowers are going to smell sweeter. And the birds are going to sing your name. And all will be right with the world. And if not, maybe you're twisting and manipulating and warping your children at a young age when they're looking for your, you know, your advice and influence. And maybe you're not doing proper parenting and letting a child be a child. And instead, you're willing to warp and twist your own child's psychological well-being and physical well-being to be trendy. And if that's the case, then you need to listen to more conservative atheist podcast so you can stop being an abusive parent because the things you're doing are unfixable 
and not going to only harm your child now, but harm your child for the rest of their lives and going to damage this country and this society for decades to come. All right. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you knuckleheads next time.